I want to give you a little word today. Is that all right? So take your Bibles just for a few moments. Um, we've read the Scripture several times today, but that's fine. We'll read it again. It's found in Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24, beginning with verse 1, and we'll just read to verse 6. Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 6. Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 6. Verse number 1, now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, certain other women with them came to the tomb bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened that as they were greatly perplexed about this, they behold two men stood by them in shining garments. Then... As they were afraid, they bowed their faces to the earth, and they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee. Everybody said amen. So this morning, just for a few moments, I'm going to finish the sermon series, Rethink Easter. And every week we've been talking about the stories that lead up to Easter. And, and of course, this is Easter, so we're going to talk about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so we're going to finish that today. And I want you to rethink the story of the resurrection of Jesus. Sometimes we hear these stories year after year, year after year, that if we're not careful, these stories will lose its significance and will lose its power to us because of familiarity. Now, it has power. It's life-changing. But sometimes because we hear it so often, sometimes it doesn't affect us the way that it should because of familiarity. And I pray today that you would listen to the story with open ears and open uh, hearts today and that you would listen to the story in a fresh way and look at it from a different perspective this morning. So uh, I want to preach a, a thought called the greatest comeback in history. Somebody say that with me. The greatest comeback in history. Say it again. The greatest comeback in history. Let me ask you a question this morning. What does Easter mean to you? To some people, Easter means colored eggs. To some people, Easter means chocolate. Easter baskets. New clothes and bunny rabbits and church services. I mean, what does Easter mean to you? To some people, Easter means a visit home with family and loved ones. To some, Easter simply means a day off from work and you get to sleep in. But what does Easter mean to you? You see, ladies and gentlemen, to millions of people, Easter means nothing. To millions of people around the world, they're just going about their daily routine as if this day is not significant, as if this day should not be remembered. They go about their daily routine not thinking of the risen Savior, not pondering that He died and that He was buried, and on the third day, he rose again. To millions of people, Easter means nothing. But what does Easter mean to you? Because you are a Christian. You're here this morning 
because someone either invited you or you attend this church. But you are here this morning because of a reason. You are here to commemorate the resurrection of a man called Jesus Christ who was born over 2,000 years ago by a woman by the name of Mary and his earthly father, Joseph, who laid him in a borrowed manger, who was raised in a city called Nazareth and was crucified on a hill called Calvary. A man by the name of Joseph of Arimathea and his friend Nicodemus took his body down off of the cross, wrapped it with white linen cloth, and laid his body in a borrowed tomb. Three days later, an angel shows up, rolls the stone away, and says to the women, He is not here, for he is risen, just like he said. What does Easter mean to you? If you are a Christian, then Easter means everything. It means that you truly do believe in the story. You truly do believe that He really does live and He really did suffer and He really did die for the sins of the world. If you are a believer this morning, then Easter means everything. It means that a Savior is risen. He is risen for our justification. He is risen for our sanctification. He is risen for our redemption. He is risen to break the power of sin off of people's lives. He's risen to give us a better day with a better hope. It means today, if you are a Christian, it means Easter means everything because it means that we have a living Savior to save us. It means that we have a Savior in the time of sorrow. It means that we have a Savior to answer our prayers. It means that we have a Savior to take us to heaven one day. Easter means everything to the Christian. It means everything. You see, my brothers and sisters, it's not about colored eggs. It's not about baskets or bunny rabbits. But the true meaning of Easter is about a man dying on an old rugged cross, being buried in a borrowed tomb. And on the third day, he gets up out of the ground singing, there ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. If you are a Christian, Easter means everything. Somebody say amen. It's Easter. It's resurrection morning. It's time to rejoice, ladies and gentlemen. The day that happened over 2,000 years ago is being commemorated throughout the world. Every continent throughout the world, all seven continents and every city around the world and every community around the world and every village around the world, you will find brothers and sisters just like you and I they may worship differently, they may preach differently, but I promise you, you will find believers throughout the world and they are lifting praise and glory and adoration to the man that died and to the man that is risen forevermore. Hallelujah. Two billion believers around the world. And can I tell you something, ladies and gentlemen? We're making some noise today. 
I'm going to say it again. There's two billion of us, and we're making some noise today. Hallelujah! Flipped on the news this morning. The first thing that is on the news. All around the world, Christians are celebrating a Jewish man called Jesus of Nazareth, who they believe died and was buried. And now this morning throughout the world, they celebrate his resurrection. I just smiled as I was putting on my tie. I was like, you go ahead, sweetheart. Just say it to the whole world. Is there, any, is there about 50 people in the building that could stand to your feet and say, I still believe. I still believe. Hallelujah. I still believe. Hallelujah. It's Easter. I said it's Easter. It's time to rejoice. Rejoice, Christ point, for He has defeated the grave. Rejoice, He has broken the power of sin. Rejoice, He has bruised the head of the serpent. Rejoice, He has delivered us from the evil one. Rejoice, He has crushed the head of sin and shame. We are free forevermore. It is Easter. It's resurrection morning. He lives forevermore. Rejoice. Rejoice, O Christian. Lift up your voice and sing. Eternal hallelujahs. To Jesus Christ, our King, the hope of all who seek Him, the hope of all who find, no other is so loving, so good, and so kind. He lives, He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and He talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, He lives. Salvation to impart. You ask me how I know He lives. He lives within my heart. Rejoice. It's Sunday morning. Three days ago, three days ago, we mourned because they crucified Him. Three days ago, Dark clouds came out over the Judean hillside. Mary wept at the crucifixion. Joseph of Arimathea washed his body and wrapped it with spices. Three days ago, there was a great earthquake and the veil of the temple was ripped from top to bottom. Three days ago, the centurion knelt down at the cross as he looked up at the bloody bruised body of this Jewish man, and he said, surely this is the Son of God. Three days ago, women wept at the crucifixion. Three days ago, they had disbelief and disillusionment, scratching their heads, trying to figure out, this don't make sense. I thought that He was our Redeemer. I thought that He was our Savior. I thought our hope was in Him. And now He's dead. That was three days ago. But lots of things can happen 
in three days. Lots of things can change in three days. You say, Pastor, I feel like that I don't know if I can make it today. I feel like my, my, my life is hopeless and helpless. I feel like my life is falling apart. Lots of things can change just in a few days. Lots of things can change in just a few hours. Three days ago, he was dead. But I want to tell you, that was three days ago, and something happened. He is alive. He is well. We don't have to cry and weep over the crucified body. He is alive and well. And one day, Jesus told his disciples, or the angel told his disciples, this same Jesus which you see taken up from among you will be the same Jesus that will appear in like manner. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus is coming back just like he said. He is risen from the dead and he shall return in like manner. Rejoice! There's hope today. The birds are singing. The dark clouds are fading. The sun is shining. We can rejoice. There is forgiveness now. There is healing now. There is mercy now. And there is deliverance now. See, I strongly believe that there is a tomb that's empty. That there is a prayer that saves. There's a stripe that heals. A heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Jesus lives forevermore. He told Martha, he said, oh Martha, Martha, don't you weep. Mary, don't you mourn. Jesus said, for I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I'm alive forevermore. The Apostle Paul, several years later, later echoed those words. Old death, is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? For the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lots have changed, ladies and gentlemen. Lots have changed throughout the 2,000 years. The day that Jesus was crucified and the day that He was resurrected, many people went about their lives just like many are doing today. Caring not, our Lord was crucified. Many people could have been here this morning, but they chose not to be. But let me remind you, history always repeats itself. There were people going about their day just in the same way in which Jesus was resurrected, it didn't mean anything to them. They went about their day. And yet the greatest day in history took place, and some of them was unmoved and unchanged. And there are many today who are like that. They are missing Easter and all of its meaning. And isn't that the tragedy of our life? The innkeeper... He missed Christmas because he was too busy. 
There are those who miss Easter because they didn't see the significance in it. Don't miss the moment. Seize the moment as we commemorate the reason for this day. There were some that went about their work and some went about their school and some went to the synagogue and prayed their prayers and sung their songs knowing not that the greatest day in history had happened. Oh, there was a few women. Thank God for the women who are faithful. I just want to give all the women today some praise because I want to let y'all know, women, you kept the doors open when, come on, somebody. Is there any women can just thank God this morning? Can I get some help from the sisters today? I'm trying to praise you, and you're looking at me like I'm crazy. I said, is there any women that can wave your hand today? It's more like it. To some people, Easter is just another day. To some, it's a paid holiday. Some, it's just a day off. But just ponder with me. The day that changed everything. The greatest comeback in history. I want you to ponder with me for a moment. If Jesus did not rise from the dead, then all of our hope is in vain. Our salvation is in vain. Our preaching's in vain. Those who have been persecuted and martyred and pulled apart by wild animals, they did it in vain. All the time we've invested in the church, it's a waste. All the money that we've invested, it's been thrown to the wind. All those who have suffered persecution in times past and even now, if Christ be not risen, then we've suffered it in vain. A place of no more sorrow, a place of no more death, a place of no more sickness is simply a cruel lie that preachers manipulate the hearts of millions if Christ be not risen. If Christ is not risen, then the disciples were completely deceived. You mean to tell me the disciples gave their life for a lie? They were beheaded over a lie. They were crucified upside down over a lie. They were boiled in oil over a lie. If Christ be not risen, if the resurrection never happened, then those 12 humble fishermen simply died in vain. They died cruel deaths in vain for absolutely no reason. Our loved ones, your loved ones, who you mourned over their death, they're not with the Lord. They're six feet beneath the ground, encased under dirt, with no hope of escape if Christ be not risen. The greatest delusion the world has ever known for 2,000 years, the clergy, the priest, the prophet has preached nothing but a lie. We've built buildings in vain. We prayed over the sick in vain. We've cast out devils, but they're not devils. We're just simply hallucinating. We're living in a pipe dream. 
If Christ be not risen, it's a lie. We should shut this church down, leave it, and never come back to it. If Christ be not risen. But let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. As I look at the Scriptures, and as I look at history, I know for a fact that Christ is risen. Because I am an example of Christ being risen from the dead. My life was changed as a child because Jesus Christ changed my life. And there are many of you that can raise your hand and testify, Pastor, I was laid up in the hospital and the doctors gave up on me and I cried out to the risen Savior and I know He lives because I'm living today. I was strung out on drugs and didn't even have my own right mind and I cried out to the Lord and He came down and He saved me. You and I are testimonies of Jesus, risen Savior and His power that He lives. We can testify that He lives. As I look throughout the building, I can name one person after another because I've heard your testimonies of how Christ stepped in at the last moment. You see, our experience testifies that Christ is risen. But not only does our experience, but Scripture testifies. The Bible says in Acts 4 and 2, and they taught the people and preached Jesus, the resurrection of the dead. The Bible says in Acts 4.33, and with great power, they gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and great grace was upon them all. You see, the early church believed in the resurrection. The early church had power because of the resurrection. Ladies and gentlemen, we have power because He's alive and well. See, not only does our experience testify that He's alive, but the Scriptures testify that the apostles preached the resurrection of the dead. In closing, Easter is about hope. Hope of what? Easter is about the hope of the world to come. You see, if this was the only thing that was to life, then we would be miserable. If all life was, if, was you getting up and going to work and doing the same thing every day, if that is all there was to life, then you and I, that would be miserable. But the Scripture tells us, because Christ is risen from the dead, you too shall be raised from the dead. You see, when they lay your body in the grave, that is not the end of your story. As a matter of fact, that is when the story will actually begin. Because Christ died and was buried and resurrected, you too shall be raised from your mortal body and be caught up together to meet Him in the air. If you look at the epitaphs or the, the tombstones of unbelievers, you look at the tombstones of unbelievers, unbelievers don't have any hope of the world to come. One tombstone, who was a non-Christian and atheist, he said it like this on his tombstone. 
He said, farewell, 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 forever. Somebody else said, my play is ended. Soon yours will be forever. Farewell and follow me. Somebody else said, I was not, I became, I am not, and I care not. Somebody else said, after death, no reviewing, after grave, no meeting. That's the hope of unbelievers. Because when they die, they have no assurance of eternal life. But I found a little something interesting. Christians, when they die, I want you to look at what they put on their tombstone. Number one, weep not, my child. Death is not eternal. Another Christian put it like this. Alexander is not dead, but sleeps above the stars. He sleeps, but lives. Another one said he went to God. D.L. Moody said it like this. He that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Billy Sunday said it like this on his grave. I have finished my course and I have kept the faith. Do you see the difference between those who die in Christ and those who don't die in Christ? Now, I thought this was funny. There was a few funny ones somebody put on their grave. <laughs> I told you I was sick. <laughs> Here I lie, you know I am dead. I fell out of a tree and landed on my head. Get, get this. He missed the curve. The car went whizzing. The fall was hers, but the funeral was hisn. Hallelujah. But aren't you glad that when you die, if the Lord should tarry, you could put on your gravestone, this is only temporary, for I'm going to be resurrected? Ladies and gentlemen, what is this preacher saying? I am saying that the resurrection is the foundation of the church. The resurrection is the inscription on the banner of her armies. The resurrection is the strength and the comfort of every Christian. The resurrection is the hope of all humanity. And I can hear the words of Jesus echoing from 2,000 years ago. Oh, Mary, don't you weep. Oh, Martha, don't you moan. For I am he that liveth. I was dead, and I am alive forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, the very reason the church is established, Jesus didn't establish a church. It was established on the foundation that Jesus is resurrected from the dead. So what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying this. Death could not hold him. Did you hear me? I said death could not hold him. The armies can't defeat him. The schools of the earth can't explain him. Leaders could not ignore him. Herod couldn't kill him. The Pharisees couldn't confuse him. The people couldn't hold him. Hitler couldn't silence him. The new age can't replace him. Religion can't do away with him. He is the Son of God. 
He is the Son of Man. He is risen with healing in His wings. It is resurrection morning. It is Easter. Arise to your feet and declare that Jesus is alive forevermore.